<laughs> Straight Hi, in. Hi, Lou. <laughs> Hi, Steve. <laughs> uh, so we've just recorded with Alan Jones from WCVA. That was fun. It was great. I'm a bit jealous. That somebody's going to get to yeah, apply somebody, and do this. Like, I've enjoyed, obviously, I've enjoyed doing it, but the the thought of, uh, so you'll all hear from, from the podcast, it's about, he's going to talk about the bursary and the fact that they are, have launched the applications for this year's bursary. And and there was a little bit of me that was like, oh, if I could do it again, what would I do differently? And, you know, because that's, that's what you do in life, isn't it? You know, and it's not that I'm not enjoying what I'm doing and I'm enjoying the bursary and I'm enjoying the stuff that it's making me do. Mm. But um, I suppose we've had the hindsight of listening to everybody else that's done it and it's been really inspiring. And I'd like to think that if you've listened and then, are thinking maybe you'd like to apply then you might be as inspired as I've been by listening to Isla and Steve and Karen and every you know the people that we've spoken to because and you and yourself you know you, you we've all done amazing things and um without trying to give any spoilers away I think the joy of the bursary is the fact that there is that um openness to try and to to do what you want to do with it and uh they very much welcome that at the bcva and and i would encourage people to take really take that on board and and listen to that and think about if you had this opportunity what would you do and you know it's okay to take that time out and um take part <laughs> yeah i i agree with all of that and i think i think alan's he's so encouraging and he does refer in our conversation to the first time that I sent an application in. Uh, so I had submitted three uh, before uh, um, success, being successful. Um, and I think, I mean, I'm glad that it took the time that it did in the end, you know, it was the, the time I, you know, I would have made the most of it the, the, the first time, but I don't think I'd have been as ready as I was, you know, for this time to do it. Um, and maybe um, if I'd taken the time that he's encouraging people to take, uh, maybe I would have slightly shifted on what I was going to do. And um, but but it is such a unique opportunity for uh, for an organisation and for an individual and to really explore what your organisation does and what it is to be um, doing the work that you do in the context of elsewhere and other people and travel is so important to that and the ethos of the bursary um like wholly supports um that idea that principle of going and standing in a different environment that's connected to what you're doing and seeing how it might inform or support or uh reframe your own practice mm. and work and mm. um and i and, and i love it for that and and it's absolutely been borne out for me you know it's been you know so helpful um so yes and if uh, and i think it's mentioned in the episode if anyone does want to get in touch with alan or with with lou or myself to have a conversation about an application be more than happy to do yeah, that. yeah absolutely um uh so, and, and good luck definitely apply yeah, if you yeah. definitely apply um uh, and just speaking about bursaries how is your bursary journey going blue it's it's good um i made the decision to reread my application <laughs> Not that I'd forgotten, but I think it was it's good to kind of refresh and think about yeah. um what I wanted to achieve. And there was 
two it was kind of a two-parter really there was one around the the bones of our organization and the offer and and what we can do for members and, and that side of it but there was also the how do we become more sustainable um as an organization um less reliant on um uh, trust and foundation you know funding mm. and one of the things i want to try and do a bit more of is income generation uh i think there is scope to do more of that and so i i've done a a, a one day course on income generation and it was really useful because it it made me a bit like the bursary is doing it made me question assumptions it made me think about the the, the work i might need to do in to to prepare to do that does that make sense so mm. rather than just saying this is where we think we can make money internally or through, you know, through a service, being a service provider, let's launch. It was, it's, it kind of made me go, okay, so here's some things that we need to do before we do that. And it might, you know, the thing that I thought we might do might not be the right thing. It might be, but it, it so it was a really useful uh, course to to do that on and and it's given me quite a few tools to now take away and do so I still think it's it's a road we will go down because I, I do want to um, diversify the income that we're getting as an organization because as we know in the third sector it's increasingly difficult to generate funds in the, in the old way so <clears throat> this is a way of making our organization slightly less reliant you know mm. on on certain things so mm. um that felt like a tick box i'd kind of done the course and now i'm kind of putting that into learning uh, into practice so yeah i did a tick <laughs> and where where was the uh um where was the course was that an, an online course it was an online course yeah it's really useful there's a there's a funder called the four f-o-r-e oh, yeah. and if you apply um I think it's for both if you apply in if you're unsuccessful or successful um they run a load of courses as well around fundraising and income generation and i think that's a really responsible way is not to do any other trust of foundations any justice because it's all about capacity and, and your obviously business aims but i think it's a really responsible thing to do as a trust to be like okay we can't fund everybody but here are some things that we can do that will help those that we can't fund um with with income generation so yeah it was a really useful thing to um <laughs> it's nice to be rejected and then get be offered something <laughs> yeah um yeah i've had the same the same experience i haven't been on any of their courses but the the emails come through and they always look really yeah. interesting you yeah. know they're popular because you kind of have to get in there right you know as soon as they announce something I, I find there's a couple that I've seen and I've got oh yeah I'll do that and then a couple of days later I go to register and it's gone so you mm. know they're popular mm. um which must mean they're you know they are good so I'd recommend people kind of checking those out yeah absolutely um what about yourself so, oh yeah um <laughs> no it's been actually there's been some bursary related um progress over the last couple of weeks um so one of the one of the organizations that we visited in the states was is called exceptional minds um and i've reconnected with those guys and there is um a very strong possibility now that they're going to be partnering with us on um our next 
feature our animate our animated feature film and and some of the folks that are accessing that service um creating some work to be included in the film which is specifically what we were hoping would happen from going to visit them is to have that um uh, that connection with them and um create opportunities both ways and support one another and that's going to happen now which is really exciting um because there's um you know there's the individual uh support for people uh in los angeles uh, animators who are looking to develop their careers but also that connection between wales and los angeles and the people who are working on the film here and they're also working with this organization who you know they work on all the marvel films and all the star wars films and they do elements of those um productions working on our production you know and that, mm. that just feels mm. like that's just great um so that's really good um and uh the work with final draft is kind of moving on and we've got an event coming up in september where the folks that we've been working with remotely are all going to come together to work face to face on like the next stage and how we launch that um and we're doing that at the bfi in london so everybody's going to come and meet there um which is really exciting some of the folks coming from tape have never been to london before um so to take their idea and their work and to the capital yeah. into yeah, that yeah. that space to develop it you know for a for a sort of production meeting if you like is going to be yeah really exciting to to sort of facilitate that <laughs> it's going to be really nice um so yeah some really good stuff um and then there's some some more meetings happening in, uh, it's just rolling on the bursary experience yeah. is just kind of rolling on which is um you know you kind of come away from um I, I came away from that that trip and there's an inevitable kind of you know not not necessarily like a um a low but you kind of you know the your, your adrenaline kind of dissipates and you sort of reflect on where and sometimes you wonder how oh, was that you know did it go where i wanted it to go and stuff but it's just it's been a steady momentum um which i'm really pleased about yeah yeah so good Good. good yeah good. really good yeah um yeah so an exciting conversation for people to listen to now with yes Alan yeah, yeah. there are uh there is a link in the show notes to uh the application uh portal i guess you'd call it to the form to fill in yeah uh, and contact details for wcva for anyone who would like to apply good luck <laughs> good luck and enjoy the conversation Welcome to episode seven of Following the Leaders. I'm Steve Swindon from Tape Community Music and Film, and I'm here with Lou from Craig Cymru. Hi, Lou. Hi, Steve. You okay? Very well, thanks. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, good. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, well, yeah. this is this is episode seven, and we have a very special guest with us today, Alan Jones. Hello, Alan. Good morning, both. Good morning. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast, Alan. No we've uh, we've been hoping to have you on, and uh, this feels like a really good time to be to be doing it. Do you want to just start by um, introducing yourself and letting everybody know who you are if they don't already? Yeah, sure. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't. Um, <laughs> my official job title is Head of Social Investment at Wales Council for Voluntary Action. Um, so I lead the Social Investment Cymru team here, and we are the uh, people, I suppose, that with the uh, with the money behind the the bursary. Um, so 
my role is about providing repayable finance to the voluntary sector. Um, we traditionally struggle to get it through uh, more traditional means, shall we say. And doing the, the bursary is one of the things that we like to do on the side to, to help encourage and, and, and support people outside of the direct funding. So I feel like we're talking to the uh, the reason we're here. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you're the reason why both Steve and I are obviously uh, making the podcast uh, and taking part in the bursary. Uh, and I remember having a lovely phone call with you <laughs> telling me that I'd been selected to be one of the participants this year. So thanks again, because I'm still really grateful for that opportunity. Um, how, can you tell us a bit about, I mean, we've we've heard along the way from other people that have gone through the bursary and people involved in the bursary and things, how it kind of came about and, and why it's um, so special to WCVA, because I, th- I feel, I get the impression that it's, it's quite a, a special thing. Yes, it certainly is. And I'm, I'm privileged, if you like, to have inherited it. I can't claim any, uh, any great uh, credit for for having set it up. I was just in the in the right place at the right time when uh, when it came into being. Um, so our lending activity goes back now seventeen years um, to an original European funded project. Um, at which time, Welsh government came to us and said. We've got some. We've got some underspend. Are you, are you interested in running a grant fund for, uh, for social enterprises, which were becoming increasingly in 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 vogue uh, back then? And Phil Fiander, who uh, you've had on previously, to his credit, said, "No, we don't want to run a grant fund, but we'd like to have a go at running a loan fund." And I think, as he said, once they said yes to that, that's when the panic set in and everybody went, oh, what have we agreed to? How do we go about this? We don't really know anything about lending money, Um, which was where Walter Dickey came in originally. uh, And Walter was regional director for Lloyd's DSB at the time. um, And he held everybody's hand and supported people through getting it set up. Um, So I... I joined about 12 years ago and and Walter was then chair of uh, chair of the approvals committee having sort of um, handed the actual operation of the baby over uh, back into back into the team um, and we learned you know although my background was in commercial banking I learned an awful lot from Walter about how banking worked in uh, in the voluntary sector um, and how we approached things with half a commercial eye but very much half an, an impact eye on what we were achieving or not or more accurately what the people we were lending money were what would go on to achieve so we are but a facilitator uh, in that so yeah walter walter was one of my mentors in, in, in the sector, um, and it was a great loss uh, when when he died. Um, and it was very fitting, I think, that Phil came up with the idea that said, you know, this is really what we should do. Um, and Walter was a great, great traveler um, and very, very interested in the voluntary sector and how business operated in the voluntary sector. 
and just pulling those two factors together um, seemed to be the right thing to do. And we worked with Shale, Walter's, uh, Walter's widow, to sort of chat through how it might look. Um, and that's where we are today. It, it, it's pretty much the same as it was when it was first, uh, first conceived. So we hope, the original hope was that people would really enjoy um, as well as just benefit from a bit of time away from the desk um, and the chance to do some stuff that maybe they might not have done otherwise. Um, and actually listening to the podcasts over, over the last few months, I suppose I've realized quite what the bursary has actually managed to achieve, which I wasn't fully aware of before. I'm delighted to hear that, actually. Thank you for saying that. And um, that was one of the questions that I had was how much the bursary has evolved since it was conceived. And, it, um, and I guess listening to listening back to people's experiences will maybe, as you said, has changed your your perception of that. But has it changed very much from the, the theory of it in, and as you started to get into supporting people each year? I don't think the theory has changed significantly. Um, you know, it, it survived a good swipe at it with COVID, and suddenly, you know, the, the idea of travel was just <laughs> was just a fantasy. Uh, but it did mean, I mean, you know, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, and the 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 downsides uh, of as far as the bursary were concerned in terms of COVID. Well, actually, the upside of that has been that we had two people go through it at the same time. And the two of you have sort of taken it to another level as well. And simply having two people doing it and being able to share experiences as they're going through it, I think has been has been a, a real bonus. Um, I say, I don't think the bursary itself has changed fundamentally. We, we're still, the ideas behind it remain the same. And I, part of me feels that Maybe Steve, with you going to the states this time, that original concept of your real travel um, has come full circle again. Back to uh, when um, uh, Steve Brooks and uh, and Isla both uh, both went overseas. I think the bursary itself has remained fairly constant, but I think how it's been used and people's experiences have changed, and that's as much down to. I think individual circumstances, um, what people want, and I think an element of the type of individual that's gone through it. Um, because I thought Karen Chalk's podcast, the last one you did, was absolutely fascinating to listen. I mean, I think she spoke more than anybody are almost around the theory of it about um, how she felt how much she'd learned and grown in it. And I'm not sure she actually used the exact word, but it, it felt like she said she felt a responsibility in actually carrying the bursary mm. to to almost live up to what it was designed for and, 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 and what Walter wanted sort of thing. So that, that was really nice to hear um, and how everybody has taken things back 
both personally but into their own businesses and how they've been able to apply what that is uh, to them. I mean, I know from first-hand experience, um, Isla convinced me eventually to go on her board. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a trustee of Grow Cardiff these days, um, sort of full disclosure. Um, but the number of times, and not just because I'm there, she'll say in a board meeting, well, when I was in Canada, mm. dot, 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 dot. And you think, yeah, okay. The, yeah, we know that, that, that what we were trying, we were hoping might come of it is actually, uh, is actually happening. And in a small way, it is making a difference on the ground. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the the themes that have come up have definitely been around permission to have that time. And like you say, the responsibility to make sure that it's a real, you know, for me, and I think Steve would agree that it feels like a real privilege to be part of it. And so go it, it is exactly what you're saying like what was coming from Karen was that there's a responsibility to make sure that what we're doing with it is making the most for both us personally but also for the organizations that we represent because mm. it's about furthering the work and and making it more sustainable and and all of those things but it's um it it, it kind of goes back to that it, it, it's given us permission to do that it's given us permission to have the time to to go to look at things and go well ordinarily you know Steve wouldn't fly to America and have the meetings that he'd, he'd have and um but he was able to do that and the same for the stuff that I've done I you know the courses I've been on and the conversations I've had I may have had them otherwise but I I, I, I don't think so some of them you know especially the when it comes to financial things I wouldn't have done it and so it has given us kind of that permission to do that um and you feel that from the other participants still you know like you say that it's not just this thing that happened when you're in that bubble there's still the kind of journey that's that's come from people um yeah it's not really a question it was more of an agreement well, I'd, I'd agree with you as well I, I, uh that that thing of um when i was in <laughs> has come up i i mean on a daily basis almost you know with the, because it um i was really careful for the sort of meetings that I was having and the doors I was trying to open more specifically um, for them to really fit with our ambition and our business plan. And, and, you know, and it, and it not be a, not be a disc, not that for there not to be this big disconnect from, you know, this, this amazing opportunity and actually the work that was going on it to, to be as tightly woven to that stuff as possible. So I am finding myself saying, Oh, well, when this person that we met and, and the conversations are all ongoing with the people that I met in, um, Los Angeles and um, the 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 developments that are coming out of it and the opportunities that are coming out of it are kind of um, weekly basis. You know, it's been really significant. So, uh, but I think that feeling that responsibility definitely informed all of that. Making you know, making sure that get, getting the most out of the what the bursary has to offer. Um, I know people talked about that quite a lot in the interviews that we've had, and I just wondered, Alan, if there were any um, kind of standout recollections for you from the from the folks that have spoken to us so far certainly karen's and not because it's the most recent and most most fresh in my mind but but certainly karen's was the most personal one i've heard um and did make me feel quite 
warm and fuzzy inside about what she'd managed to do. Mm. Um, I think there's always a soft spot for your first love sort of thing. And, 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 and Steve Brooks's trip to Copenhagen was, you know, was set the standard, I think, in a way, set the bar for what people could be brave enough to do. Um, that it was great that somebody was prepared to go, right, you know, well, I'm going to take this on and I'm not, um, I'm, I'm going to go beyond the end of the street because that's where I can go and see the world sort of thing. Um, so what I find interesting, if I go back to my commercial days and if you ever wanted to do anything, you had to used to, used to have to justify it in terms of what extra business you were you were going to win or whatever. Mm. And that was really difficult because a you didn't know before you did it and even afterwards rarely was there anything you could directly attribute it to but it made you a better individual a more rounded individual and a more learned individual so you could say in meetings well when i was in as you were just saying when i was there and this is what i saw there and that sort of growth in in you as an individual, I think makes a makes you better at your job, and then b makes you far far more useful to the sector because you have that wider experience, who, who, whoever you may be and whatever you've seen, and I think that's a an important thing. I mean, I I, I go back to probably the very first bursary, Steve, when 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 you're when you'd applied. Then were you the first one or the second one anyway? But uh, you know, as you've said, you had two or three goes at it, and I remember reading yours for the first time, going, "We've got to do this one. We've got to do this one. <laughs> go, to, you know, go to Los Angeles. Come on, this is really about making a statement for the sector." And you know, okay, it took two or three goes to get there, but to me, in a way, that's the that really is about ambition for the sector that yeah you can go to los angeles and have these conversations um that doesn't make it any more less valid than going to birmingham for a couple of days do but it it just it, it is that it is that statement um and i you know listening to your various discussions uh, between yourselves as you were going along and and you Lou, musing on whether you were going to go to Edinburgh for the big, exciting, flashy thing, or whether perhaps the less, the, the more boring, but perhaps more, ultimately more beneficial thing, and that that almost internal monologue, and it became an external monologue yeah, around the, yeah. the, 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 the challenges there. And I'm listening, going, "Oh, please choose Edinburgh, please choose Edinburgh, because it sounds really exciting." Um, <laughs> but then you didn't, and then I'm thinking, "Well, okay, that's you know." And then I relate that back to. Uh, to Karen's bit about the responsibility of the of the bursary and you going, yeah, okay, that would be cool, but actually I can probably, you know, do the one that maybe isn't quite so flashy, but really would be the right thing. And I think everybody's, you know, approached it in that manner, uh, which is great. Um, and it's back, as you were saying, that that permission thing to do it. And we just want people to feel that they can within reason do what they want with the money i mean one year we did have an application 
Um, and if the person who applied is listening to this, they'll know that, that, that they'll remember it. And we have sort of laughed about it since. But their application was to pay for them to go and lie on a beach in Lanzarote for a week because they they were really struggling to get holiday time and they felt that actually if they could go and lie on a beach in Lanzarote for a week and just clear their heads of everything that would make them a much better leader and more and more beneficial um nice try it's a good test and, you know <laughs> yeah. and good and 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 brilliant thinking everybody loved if you like the the uh the thought processes that had gone through i mean okay we didn't support that one but you know it it, it wasn't it wasn't because it was necessarily a bad idea yeah that, that, that's what's fun is the is just seeing the uh the range of things that people can do so where where are you in the process now in terms of applications and and for the for the beyond like the next bursary? So we've just opened, um, so that's good. We want to get the message out there. So the, sort of getting this podcast out on the airwaves is is part of that, um, and we're encouraging everybody as part of this process now to 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 listen back to the to the podcast you've done so far to get a good feel for what what a, what a good application really looks like. Um, and what we're hoping to do is make the announcement of the winner during the Welsh Charity Week uh, in November. That's the that's the idea of where we want to be with it. So what would you say to potential applicants? You know, what, what do you want people to what kind of applications do you want to see come to the door? Not to kind of feed people. And go, yeah, I'm going to write about being on a beach in <laughs> Lanzarote <laughs> or I'll change it to Tenerife just to mix yeah, it up a bit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I think um, don't make it too boring. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've always encouraged people if they want to have a chat before applying, then by all means, give us a call. Um, and I don't know whether you know, we, we can extend that to say, well, if people want to talk to either of you um, equally, you'd be able to share some of your thought processes with them. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, more than happy. But I think the the main thing is to is to think wide. You know, what we're looking for is things to jump off the page and grab the judges by the throat. I mean, I, I, as you can, as you've already heard, I have absolutely no input into the outcome. Otherwise, I think Steve's would have won um, <laughs> rather sooner than he actually did. But that—that's what—that's what characterizes, I think, the winners each year is something that has really inspired the judges to say, "Yeah, you know what? That really does tick the boxes, and that really will make a difference." And whilst it's difficult to be fully formed sometimes, having a good idea of what it is you want to do, what you want to get out of it, who you want to go and see and why um, is, uh, is an important component to that. And that doesn't mean that's exactly what you have to do because, you know, plans don't always survive uh, contact with the uh, with the real world, and that's fine. And what we've endeavoured to do is to try and just not make it difficult. 
Um, let us know what you're going to do. We'll send you the money. You go and do it. And the deal is that you do it well and let us know what you've done and, and hopefully share your experiences afterwards. Um, and that's it. The ones, you know, the, the ones that are that are winning are the ones that people, re that the judges are, are looking at. Uh, and you've had Phil Fiander on here before. Um, Phil is one of the judges um, who has, you know, a good sense of what we've seen before, having been involved with it from the beginning, a good sense of what we're trying to achieve and a good feel for what he hopes others can get out of it. And I think, you know, at the risk of repeating it, yeah, do listen back to some of the podcasts and that will give you a good guide for what it is. Um, you can tell the applications that have been written in half an hour at the last minute sort of thing. So we're aiming to have it open for a good best part of two months if we can um, that give people chance to find out that it exists first of all but also to do nothing about applying for a bit other than actually reading and thinking and let let it sink in rather than necessarily the first thing you know being the first to apply doesn't get you uh, any better chance than being the last to apply so take your time let it sink in let it sink in about what you might want to do um and chat to people and i say i'm happy to chat to chat to people it doesn't always do them any good but um we can see we can see a bit of help and guidance and i think probably what do i see as people's main barriers is actually almost a a reluctance to be brave in what they want to do and you're back to your permission again it's almost oh i couldn't do that could i oh maybe i could yeah go on then that's probably the if it starts off by you thinking oh, i probably can't do that you've probably got a good idea brewing there it's such an exciting it's such a brilliant opportunity isn't it i'm i'm excited by the way you've summed it up uh alan and uh and i'm thinking of um pseudonyms now to apply again this year <laughs> um, it's, it is so brilliant and the way that you kind of just a few minutes ago described it as get your idea in send it over we give you the money and all we and just it is it is exactly that isn't it that's that's my experience of it lou it's your experience of it as well and um Yes, so I'm, I'm, and I am happy to to speak to people, and I'm, I'm excited to, to see what comes out of the applications, uh, the, who, who comes through, and, and having them on the podcast to talk about their experiences, and you know, if anybody does want to come on and talk about their writing an application, you know, that would be great too, just to, sort of get document some of that, that process as well, and uh, anyway, I'm thinking out loud now, and this bit will get edited out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. I think you should leave that in. I think that's a good one. <laughs> um, great. So the applications are open. Um, do you, how many applications do you usually get through? Um, if it gets to double, surprisingly, if it gets to double figures, then that's probably quite a busy year. Um, in a way, we are quite surprised that we don't get more. It's really interesting, do. isn't it? Because I think mm. you know, I think it's one of those things. And you made a really good point, and I think it's worth repeating to say 
it might well be the first thing that as soon as you see it, you think I would do this. And there's a very definite, like, this is what I would do with it. Mm. But actually for me, my experience was there were, I was a bit like, there's this or there's this or there's this and in a way I've kind of done that journey anyway I kind of knew you know the essence of what we want to achieve is is still there but it was there was a there was definitely like a it could be this it could be this and and I think it's worth people having that time to unless there's like a definite thing that's like absolutely I would do this because it makes complete sense for me and my organization to be here and do this there's probably a few things that you could do and it's worth that thought process of just taking a step back and saying why would I do that over this or you know and it, as you've got that brilliant length of time in terms of the application process use it to to, to think about it and, and use that time because it's really important and yeah it's um I mean I'd I'd happily kind of shout from the rooftops for people to you might be in an inundated this year. Your double figures might <laughs> might get to get to you know triple double figures or whatever. Um, I, I think the point worth making, Lou, you you saying there about using the time is about the time then to use the money as well. You know, it, it's not like okay, well, you'll know in November you've got the money and you've got to spend it by the end of the financial year. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's you, you if it's going to take you twelve months to uh, to do it because the particular event you want to go to isn't until next October or something like that. Then that's fine. Um, there's no there's no there are no hard and fast rules with it, uh, which is how we like it really. You know, too much. There is too much of the funding within the sector is very heavily regulated for very good reasons often. Yeah. Uh, but when you've got the opportunity to say, you know what? Nah, don't worry about it. Do what you like, when you like, within reason, then we're good. Alan, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and uh, and, and chatting with us. And, and it's very exciting to see what's going to come out of the uh, the applications this year. Um, yeah, I think we should talk again in, the, in November when, you're, when you've announced the uh, recipient and oh, you know yeah. perhaps we could get you and them on and have a little bit of a oh like a proper podcast like an Brilliant. early <laughs> that's exciting an early days like what does, what does that person want to achieve and oh, it would yeah. be it would be great but yeah get, it'd be great to our, chat again <laughs> we, we get our comms people and we live stream the the, the announcement or something. oh okay yeah, yeah let's do it <laughs> yes let's do that brilliant thank you so much alan thank you both thanks alan <laughs>